0: Hi hey guys, it's James Chester here. You're listening to the Gather Around the Lamp podcast by underagaslitlamp.com.
1: Gather Round the Lamp, an Aston Villa podcast. That's it through, Wesley! Wesley! That is a gigantic goal! Hello and welcome back to Gather Round the Lamp, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Undergaslitlamp.com. Today we'll be looking firmly in a forward direction as we celebrate our great club and our excellent group of professionals, players and staff who are fully committed and gearing up to the new season, as well as considering where some alterations to the squad may occur ahead of the transfer deadline. I'm Andy, and today I'm joined by Craig and our very own returning hero, Ashley Young-esque, Mr. Mark Jarobi.
0: Hi, everyone. It's great to have Mark back. I am not Mark, as you can hear. I am Craig. You can find me on Twitter, at Craig Storid. Uh, looking forward to the new season and looking forward to talking to Andy
2: and Mark today. What is going on, everybody? Very, very happy to be back on Gather Around the Lamp and Aston Villa podcast. Craig, it's good to see you. Andy, good to see you. And uh, yeah, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to talk about some some Axel two on Zebe and Watford's coming up right around the corner. Fans traveling to Vicarage right? It's going to be a good time, guys.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, Villa finished their preseason matches with a with a comfortable three one win against Italian outfit Salernitana after the severe match. Unfortunately, it was cancelled. Uh, it was meant to be played Saturday, but it was cancelled due to a COVID outbreak, apparently, in the Severe squad. But before the game, the news of another player returning to the club was announced as Axel Twenzabe completed his loan move from Manchester United, which will be his third spell at Villa. In fact, he's already made more appearances for Villa than, than he has for Man United, the club that he's been at since he was eight years old. Feelings on this one's, this one, guys.
0: Well, this is a, this is, this is. This is contentious for me. Um, we are ready for the the Tuan Zabi Rumble. Um, we've already had it off in the group chat, and now we're going to have it here on the on the podcast. So I am very probably in the minority here. I've also just said to Andy, I may be overreacting to this, so um, I accept that. But this is a deal that I really, really dislike, quite honestly. And it's not because um, I don't think that Axel's a talented player. I do. It's nothing against Axel, Um, I want to be clear on that. Axel is a promotion hero and a very good player. He has a high ceiling and he will be really uh, great to have as backup to Esri Konza on the right side of uh, Villa's two centre-backs. He knows the club, knows the manager, and I'm sure he'll slot in nicely, so no qualms with Twanse, but let's be clear about that. But what I do hate is the deal. To me, it stinks of um, Championship Villa. I remember a couple of years ago, Christian Perslow came out and said, uh, after we've, we promote we were promoted that Dean Smith had done a, a wonderful job in developing players for the benefit of other teams uh with the likes of tammy uh, 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 Mings and Axel being worth far more after Dean Smith had got a hold of them than they were before, and that this was terrible business for Aston Villa and not something that Villa would be doing anymore. So now here we are, two years later, Villa established in the Premier League, mid-table, just got 100 million in the bank for you-know-who. And we've also got these two amazing um, 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 people in our recruitment department in Langer and McKenzie who are working year-round to identify global talents. Um, And instead of buying a player to come in and grow Aston Villa and grow for Aston Villa, instead, we've taken the lazy option, in my estimation, and invest another year in developing Axel Twanzebe for the benefit of Man United. And we're also going to pay Man United another £5 million for the privilege of doing so. And I think, as you said there in your question, Andy, this this is the third time, ladies and gentlemen, the third time, three, the third time Villa have loaned Axel, So now we must be spending at this point between 10 and 15 million pounds on loan fees and wages across these three loan stints. And we don't own so much as a hair on his head. Bearing in mind, for context, you know, I love context. Context is king. We bought horse for three million. Conza cost us just 12 million. So for me... The deal is absolute madness to spend this money again on a player that we don't own. And it's the very antithesis of what Villa are supposed to be about. And I think it's small club behavior, quite frankly. Again, it's not about Axel. I like the player, but I hate this deal.
2: I can understand you hating the deal, and I'm not. I'm not going to argue about any of the points. I think you bring up some really, really awesome points, uh, very pertinent ones as well. To really think about the small club mentality thing you were talking about, but I don't think this is as serious as that. I really think that it's just cover on the center back, co- thir- th- what third on the depth chart, and, and the right back. You know, you're going to have Maddie Cash there. You're going to have uh, Frederick Gilbert there. You might need somebody that's you know going to stick around now with. Um, you know Kessler Hayden going out on loan to Swindon Town in League Two but I, I don't know I don't think it's a very small club and I understand we paid a lot of money for it I just think that the big thing that you talked about was he knows the club I think Villa kind of want to get you know they only want to bring players in that have that good personality that know what's actually going on um, at Aston Villa and the trajectory we're going towards he is a promotion here that kind of helps obviously with me so I might be a little bit biased because those guys are all heroes in my mind but um, the inner injury concerns for Tuanzebi are still there. Uh, but if he can stay healthy, ready, and fit, it, it's a pretty good loan deal for me. I don't think that he's going to see any kind of formidable time. But, you know, maybe it helps out to, you know, this is kind of the kind of depth up as, you know... Depth acquisition, rather, that um, you know, you can rest some players in early cup competitions and bring in Twan Zebi, bring in Courtney Horse, and maybe see, you know, so some of these players like Mings don't have to run around like crazy all the time. Andy, I know that you're a you're a big guy on the um, you know, Con of Mings, but what do you think about Twan Zebi?
1: Well, I'm also like like Craig said, I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of um of Axel, and uh, I, I'm I'm pleased he's back. I I do see I do absolutely get get your point, Craig about the deal and um as you were talking there i was thinking yeah i do i do kind of agree with this because i don't want us to be um in any way um feathering anyone else's nest you know we've 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 been essentially in the last couple of weeks we've been totally done over by one of these um big six clubs haven't we seditious six clubs um for our star player and um I don't want this to be happening and I don't want us to be putting ourselves in positions like this where we're we're kind of, um, you know, sort of in awe of these guys. We, we, we need to be um, stronger. Having said that, you know, we, we, we obviously, we, we needed a centre back. Engels had gone. We've only got um, Mings, Konza and Hawes um, who can cover those positions at the moment. Um, You know, there's, there's obviously Bogard and, um, uh, Sil Swinkles, who's actually signed a, a professional contract this afternoon, uh, which is great news. What a name! Yeah, it's a great name. It's a great name, and he and he looks like he could be a, a real player as well. You know, we've got guys lower down in the in in the club, but they're not ready. And you know, I know um, Mings and Mings and Conza and Hawes, particularly Mings and Conza, covered most of the most of the games at, at, at centre back last season. You know, brilliantly. Um but it's a similar thing to 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 Ollie Watkins at the other end of the field you know how long does that run of of fitness continue and eventually there's going to be there is going to come a time where we need someone to step in now maybe Rob McKenzie and uh and and uh, Johan Langer and and Smith have have had a good look round and they just don't feel that there's any, a better option at the moment than than Zobi that they can get and that um that they would feel comfortable with and who they know is of of the right character because he, cause he may well be sitting out a fair bit or he may have to switch around positions he can cover i mean he covered right across the back four um even at left back didn't he um in his first spell with, when bruce was there and and then he he's been it's it's you know, i don't i don't know how how true it is but they say he can play as a as a central midfielder as well so it's it's probably similar to Ashley Young in that respect. It's a short term um, kind of deal that can help us out a little bit whilst maybe younger players come through, or whilst we firm up um, deals, big deals for, for for other players to come in maybe next summer. So um, we don't know exactly what's behind it, and we don't know whether we may, we may have some sort of option or some sort of agreement in place for him, uh, and that's why clearly. He's he's signed an extension as well to his his Man United contract just to just to hold his value until Villa Villa can sign him next summer. You know maybe that's 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 the plan. Who knows? Um, but the guy's got to come in. He's got to play some games because he's been he's been you know rotting in United's reserves for the last two years, which which is what we've we've spoken about before. I I wonder about just to, to pick up pick up on those two
0: points. Um, um, Andy, um, now I, I, did say in the beginning, there is a, there is a reasonable chance I may be overreacting here. This could be a uh, talk Dr. Tony Jar, Steve Bruce, PTSD. That's just creeping back in and I've, I'm losing the plot. Um, interesting, uh, article actually about, uh, Dr. Well, I'm not going to say Dr. About Tony and uh, his mate Samuelson and Winas in Al Jazeera. Um, that should everyone should check out in terms of their ownership. Um, but that's a different story. Um, what I will say is about those two points, um, yeah, if there's an option to buy, then then I apologise. Everything I said there was nonsense. But if there isn't a, an option to buy, I think everything stands. But also, I'd ask about the mentality of the player at this point. Um, Axel, two years ago, was hot property. He's coming off of uh, a promotion-winning campaign with Aston Villa, 10-game winning run, all of that good stuff. And, um, you know, Manchester United tell him, you're going to be part of our plans they lied to him. He was not part of their plans. He hasn't, as you said, Andy, I think at the very beginning, he's played more minutes for Aston Villa than Man United, which is crazy. He's not part of their plans. And then he's gone and signed another contract with them again. Am I missing something? They don't, I mean, Axel, they don't want you, mate. They keep sending you out on loan. Why does he keep signing new deals? Am I, am I being harsh here? or I just don't seem to understand what he's
2: doing. No, I don't think you're being harsh. I, I think you're. I think you're being bang on. I also think it probably helps that Man United are throwing you know money at him, thinking that he develops or if you know he shakes off that injury problem that he seems to have. I mean. It, it, it's going to be one of those kind of opinions where either which way someone's going to be like, oh, well, maybe we should have just promoted a youngster or maybe we should have spent some of the money from the Grealish sale to bring in a center back. But Axel Till and Xavier, they played five Champions League games last season. And I'm not saying that, you know, 200 minutes, you know, in those appearances are great or anything, but, you know, it's adding at least a little bit of experience. You know, you would think if he can stay healthy with the experience he's had through the playoff victory to get us promoted and the somewhat limited, mostly limited run he's had at United, barring, obviously, injury problems, I think it's a good deal for Villa, but I'm not so sure about the central defensive mid thing. Um I, I just I think he's only played four games there his entire career. I'd have to look that up, but I think it's four. I'm not really comfortable with him playing there. I'd rather him be depth option, squad rotation at center back and at right back.
1: No, I think I think that's it's it's one of those, isn't it, where it's kind of that's how they that's how it's talked about well he can cover these positions, but he's a centre back, isn't he? He's a he's a and and he's a right sided center back so he's cover essentially for um Konza whilst uh, Hawes is cover for um for Mings essentially but um I suppose he he also brings the option of being able to maybe play in the back three if we if we wanted to go down that route um that extra you know that extra bit of quality on the ball and 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 his pace as well um and it might enable him to play sort of either side of um of, of a centre back in, 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 in a back three. So there's those kind of options as well. And I certainly think he's an upgrade. He's a huge upgrade on Bjorn Engels, um, who we've talked about before, just didn't it just hasn't worked out, has it? Um, bless him. So um this is the you know, it's it's not one I'm you know, when when it's when it happened, I thought great. And he has got, you know, by far and away the best the best um fan chant as well. It's uh, it's it's incredible. <laughs> um and it really gets everyone going. But um I I just think um it's 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 a bit of a no brainer, but in that with no brainer signings you also get the other side of that as why aren't you thinking about this, you know, why aren't you thinking more a bit a bit harder about about what you're doing. Um you know and and and, and maybe it's one of them but they've been so I've, I perhaps they've just been Focused elsewhere on this one, and 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 this was a deal that presented itself. And Smith obviously loves the player. They 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 wanted him two years ago. They wanted to sign him. Um, and like you say, he was perhaps a bit hoodwinked by United. It's you know, and it's kind of his club, isn't it? So you can kind of understand that. But hopefully now we see you know Axel um coming to Villa, place where he is. He is liked. He is popular and um hopefully he can sort of feel the love and 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 start start getting serious about his career again but um it's finally upon us guys it's finally after all this euros and messing about with uh big transfers <laughs> um it's finally here and and um after one of the the, the busiest summers um for Villa in recent times certainly one of the most expensive summers. Um, On Saturday, Villa will travel to newly promoted Watford um, to open the the 2021-22 Premier League campaign. This will be closely followed by back-to-back home games against Newcastle and Brentford as fans prepare to return to matches after being largely locked out for 18 months because of the, the pandemic. For most fans, it will be the first opportunity to see not only obviously this summer's signings in the flesh, but also the, the five players that have joined um, the club that are still there since since uh, last time we were there. Um, how do you sort of think the summer business um, this year compares to last year? Um, and on balance, do you think we're seeing evidence of some growth and some progress in, in, in our business?
2: I mean, I, I definitely think you're seeing compounded growth year on year. Uh, there will definitely come a time where I think the spending slows down to a halt maybe, or at least becomes more considered by the owners of Aston Villa. But it's not to say there's been a scattergun approach or anything like that, but uh, the acquisitions of Buendia, Ings and Bailey, I think it's far, far greater than it's being given credit for, especially in the Aston Villa circles. I don't think a lot of people know how, you know, prolific Buendia is. I think you know, he oh, he's, you know, he played for Norwich. He was up, he was down, obviously a very good passer, you know, presses very well. All those kinds of things are great, but he really is a very, very good talent. Uh, same thing with Leon Bailey, but Bailey still has the whole thing about actually performing in the Premier League. That will be the telltale sign. But I, I just think that the potential of the entire squad match with the average age is pretty exciting. And Villa even lost leadership in the squad with the departures of Neil Taylor and Amin O'Mahmedi, but they did really, really well to bring in Ashley Young to help you know Tyron Mings, who's a natural leader, bolster the defensive areas. Uh, I, I think Villa do have a lot of talented players in their ranks, and they're very young. But, I mean, who's a better finisher to learn from than Danny Ings? I I, I don't know if you guys saw it. There was a picture of uh, Tyron Mings having his arm around Brad Young, and Danny Ings is kind of walking side by side. I thought that was a really, really cool picture. It kind of just shows, like, you know, the little bit of you know leadership that's around these young players for Aston Villa I think is really, really promising and really cool. But, you know, Ings and Mings would be very influential to this current squad. I still can't believe that Villa got that over the line. I, I know I'm not the only one surprised by it. Was anyone else surprised by it? And how this transfer window was going? I screamed. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I literally did a, a high pitched squeal like a um, teenage child. And my wife was like, "Are you okay?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Villa <laughs> have signed Danny Ings, huh? Never mind, never mind, never mind. It, it was a short conversation, <laughs> but yeah, I, I literally squealed. I was so surprised. I, I I agree with what you're saying there, Mark. I think. There are upgrades all over the field uh, with this summer's uh, acquisitions. Um, as a pure finisher and goal scorer through the middle, I think Ings is an upgrade on, on Watkins as a finisher. Obviously, Watkins brings a lot else to the table. Uh, Buendia, certainly an upgrade on Ross Barkley, who uh, who we don't need to waste any more breath on. And Leon Bailey is streaks ahead of uh, Daniel Betridge, Betridge's best mate, Trezeguet. Easy for me to say. And I think Ashley Young is a better fullback um, um, backup than Elmo and uh, Taylor at this stage of their careers. And Axel, I agree, is an upgrade on, on on Engels. As I said with Axel, you know, I like the player, just hate the deal. Um, so I think player for player, Villa have upgraded everywhere, which is fabulous. And not only that, on the positive side, you've just alluded to it there, Mark. We're so young. We can also look forward to improvements from the young players. So Cash would think now having a season under his belt at the Premier League level he should improve. Konza still has levels to improve as good as he was last season there's still more to come from him. Sanson I think lots of Villa fans are sleeping on I think he could be something quite special. And even Mingsam again, you know, both of those gentlemen both involved in their first international tournaments, both played some good minutes in European championships this summer and and might kick on a level too. Um, Douglas Luiz, Emmy Martinez—they've uh, both won the uh, Olympics and, and Copa America with Brazil and Argentina, respectively. So all of our players really should be kicking on a little bit. So the the, the level should rise. Um, but I have seen people arguing that um, that the fact that all these players have come in and that that the overall squad is better means that losing our captain and, and best player is is you know, isn't a blow. It, it it still is a blow. I don't agree with that. I think as good as Andu players are, and as much as you know, they're all going to improve. You can't tell me that the squad wouldn't be even stronger if we still had our um, managed to keep hold of our floppy head uh, oil mascot. Um, so hopefully we can um, we can kick on even without him. But I have to say, it is an exciting time to be a Villa fan. All things being equal,
1: Bum fluff baggio, I call him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no, absolutely. I, I, I think I think on that. I think you know it feels like year on year since being promoted, the 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 quality is rising, isn't it? That the, the 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 profile of the player that we're targeting is 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 increasing. So even last summer, um, there would have been very little opportunity, I think, for us to go and sign Dannyings, particularly because. Most, mostly because we, you know, the wage structure wouldn't have allowed it at that time. I don't think, and that's why, you know, you can't just people say we'll go into the Premier League and then and 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 spend the Sky money on, on on Premier League quality players. Yet you have to kind of build it and grow it, don't you? So it's it doesn't it doesn't sort of collapse in on itself, and you know, certainly two years ago, the it would have been there'd have been no chance, and that's why we ended up with Wesley um and and probably not tammy abraham at that at that point um but I do feel looking at these at these players, and I was thinking about this earlier, you know ings is a for me is a sure thing he's a sure bet he's gonna score goals and he's you know hopefully um I look at him and watkins and i think if they play together um in some way in whatever formation i just think there's i just think there's so many goals in that in that partnership um, and I think I also think Buendia is having done it he's done it before although his, his club got relegated he has performed at this level before and I think he's a fairly sure bet as well Ashley Young you will get what you get from Ashley Young and it's you know it, it'll be lovely to see him back and I, I'm sure he'll do really well um, I think it's it's probably Leon Bailey who is the the, the wild card really a little bit but we say wildcard but was it you that said last last week craig that you know chelsea and city were looking at him for for 80 million not that long ago yeah um so to get him for and i mean this is a guy that's had a huge reputation for a number of years and he's been a bit off the radar perhaps in the bundesliga um but you know this is a this is an incredibly exciting player you know he is like like um I was going to say like shit off a shovel. Um, you know, he is, he is really, really fast. And, I, I said last you know. week,
0: I think he has the highest ceiling of, of all of our signings. But I also said last week, and I'll reiterate this week, I think it's going to take him the longest to to settle. I don't think we'll, we can see the best of, expect to see the best of him until probably 2022, um, two, the beginning of um, January, February, once he gets his feet yeah. under the table.
1: Yeah, I can agree and, with that. I think it, yeah. I think
2: it's going to be a lot like we seen with Traore when he first came in, and sometimes you weren't really sure where his mind was at, or he maybe uh, when he was be shut down more defensively, more physically, he didn't really seem to have an answer for that. But it ends up that he he came he came out pretty good for me, and I think there's there's still a lot more to Traore's game. But Bailey, I think, definitely is like the wild card of sorts, and if it does take him him a little longer, that's fine. But when he finally gets all when he finally gets going and everything like that, man, <laughs> Premier League better watch out. I agree. And I agree with
0: you, Andy, about Ings as well. I think he is a sure thing. Um, I watched the uh, Salerno Tana game um, on Sunday morning, and Ings is so sharp. It is silly. Like he is doing things, his movement, he is fast. He's a lot faster than I thought he was, especially after, uh, you know, over the first kind of 10 yards. He is quick and his speed of thought is quick some of his quick interchanging around the box how he's able to get his shots away like he is really really special i i was even more impressed having watched him because i was like oh this guy is just goals he is just goals he is just so so sharp and i think he could um i think he could really push the 20 goal mark he he could be he could be the guy to do the 20 league goals not done since uh, uh, Peter With in the top division. Um, special mention for Tammy Abraham for doing it in the Championship. But yeah, I'm really excited about Ings and I'm really excited about Buendia. Yeah, it's a bit. Look, we have we have signed some really good players, and I think as we're going to allude to later, I think there might be more to come as well.
1: I mean, you know, I've said before that you know I'm going to have to mention him. I wasn't going to. <laughs> I didn't want to mention him, but I oh, know I've said before that. You know, other other clubs, the other, the other clubs in the Premier League, could find a way to play without Jack Grealish, couldn't they? Because they didn't have him. You know, it was only us that couldn't play without Jack Grealish, um, because obviously the whole thing was so so built around him. It's not going to be. It's not like that now. It, I, and I understand what people say when they when they say, "This feels like a, it feels like a better squad. It feels like a better opportunity." Because not everything is is has to channel through the one player. So, and and wh- whatever way we look at it, there, there were obviously other players that that, that made huge huge uh, um, contributions to, to Villa over the years. Absolutely, and I, I will argue with anyone who calls us a one man team. But he it was it was he he was the the catalyst for everything, wasn't he? He he did. He, he, Everything went through him, so when when he suddenly wasn't there, we just didn't have any any plan really or any any way of playing in a meaningful way and that's not the case now we've we've got things have opened up there's a there's a whole scope there for us we're now but like any other team
0: that's also part of the heartbreak though because these other players would have complimented him so well because other teams wouldn't have been able to focus so much on uh, on, on the floppy-haired oil mascot, because if they did, Buendia's going to get you, Bailey's going to get you, Ings is going to bang one in. So, I mean, yes, you're absolutely right, but I think that Villa, I think that I would have loved to have seen, and we're never going to see it now, so it doesn't matter, but I would have loved to have seen Jack for just one season with these players to see what could have been, but...
2: We won't now. No, that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought it was going to be enough to stick around. Hell, I thought Ashley Young coming in was going to be enough to keep (laughs) him around just for the fact that he was a former legend. You know, I had had myself fold on that one. But, you know, going back to Leon Bailey, all time in his career as a left wing, 123 appearances, 31 goals, 27 assists, I think will be okay if he starts to even get to that. Again, the pressures of the Premier League, the physicality of the Premier League, It's it's different. It's definitely different. So he's going to have to get to speed. But again, once he gets to speed, when he's playing off the left, if he's playing off the left, it's going to be
1: something very very exciting. I will say as well. Sorry, sorry. I will say as well that looking judging by his Instagram, I'm not sure Birmingham's ready. I'm not sure the nightlife. I'm not sure (laughs) we have the 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 capacity in the the birmingham nightlife for leon Bailey is i mean <laughs> you know if you thought jack grealish was a party boy uh hold my beer <laughs> leon Bailey, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be uh i don't think he'll be partying in birmingham i think i'm sure he's got arrangements but um yeah it, it, he just he just looks uh, uh, he looks a lot of fun
0: I was just going to say that I, I he does look a lot of fun and I hope that Villa fans are patient with him and not just Bailey, all of our, all of our new signings, you know, we can't be doing what we, we typically do, which is watch a player for two or three games and then say, ah, oh, he's rubbish, waste of money, stuff like that. Let's get behind the boys, get behind the manager, get behind the players. Let's give them the time they need to settle into a new club, new country in Leon Bailey's place, a case, new league. And let's waiting to see how, because I agree with both of you. This, this guy can be really special.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, since last week, um, as well, that the, there's been quite a lot of discussion, um, about who the, the new Villa captain might be. Um, obviously Tyrone Mings is by far the, the clear favorite. It seems with, with almost all the, the, the fan base seem to be saying, seem to be backing Mings, um, but when Dean Smith uh, initially took over, he he said that he wasn't he wasn't too fussed or too keen to have a, a you know a full time captain, um, and would be looking to sort of share the responsibility around. Now, obviously, that didn't didn't end up being the case. Um, but could this could it be a possibility that they share things around, and are, are there some other names who could sort of step into leadership roles alongside Mings in in this case? Yeah,
0: I think um, Mings is definitely the standout candidate. Um, he is the on-field leader for Aston Villa, even though he wasn't wearing the armband uh, last season. And any Villa fan who watched the uh, the lockdown locked, lockdown games without the uh, the piped-in crowd noise would you would have heard nothing but Tyrone Mings, Tyrone Mings, and more Tyrone Mings, barking orders, marshalling the the the, the Villa troops, and being a real leader on the pitch. I think um, John McGinn has talked in his recent interview with AVTV about you know taking on the more leadership role now as one of the senior players and he's also worn the armband at moment last season um, uh, you've also got Martinez, who's a real leader, even as Kanza seems to be emerging as a kind of quiet and uh, but determined kind of figure. You wouldn't be upset to see Ashley Young with, with, with the armband, and even Danny Ings could be considered. But I think in any team, you want to have captains all over the field, and I think we're beginning to have that at Villa. We've got a bunch of real good characters, good leaders, and I think it all goes well for the future. And I think that even if one player isn't wearing the armband, At any one time, I don't think anyone's going to sulk. I think they're still going to push on and try and lead Villa to glory.
2: Yeah, I agree with all those choices. I mean, I I was thinking whenever, you know, this this question came up in the notes, I was kind of thinking to myself, and this might be a little controversial, but, you know, as hindsight... 2020 in this case that maybe Grealish was given the arm due to the romanticism of it all to keep him around or maybe even like as a pacifier in some way I mean I when I think of a natural born leader my first thought is not Jack Grealish and I'm not just saying that because he's gone I've said it in the past I've written about it in the past um he's even said himself that he isn't the vocal rah-rah type of player and you know he likes to lead more by example or how intense he's playing and things like that But, you know, sometimes you need a captain to put shoelaces in places and really get the team going. And for me, there's no better example of the club than Tyron Mings. But another vocal type of player, just like Craig said, who wears his heart on his sleeve and he's constantly saying something, even if it's mostly to the referee, is John McGinn. Now I think John McGinn would be a really good captain. But, I mean, some of them boys that are around him now, are they going to understand what he's saying in a Scottish accent? Probably not. (laughs) But I really do like John McGinn as maybe an alternative choice. Um, And, Emmy Martinez is another one. You know, we see that he he doesn't – mind you know having the kind of communication i just feel when when he does need to communicate he doesn't hold back to give that little disapproving nod or a stern look when the situation merits it so i again like craig just said man we have a lot of really good really promising leaders or you know players that are obviously trying to get to the point of being more vocal as a leader more vocal in their play um you lead by example all the good positive qualities you want at a club like aston villa and i, I think it's it, it holds us in good stead for the future both immediate and long term
1: yeah, I'd agree with, with 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 all of that. I suppose I mean look, my my outstanding choice is Mings. I want Mings to be villa captain. for me he he embodies everything that I want um our club to stand for. And um he's 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 just he's just he's just a wonderful choice. He looks like a leader, he's he 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 behaves like a leader and um on and off the field, that's that's what you want. We did speak last week. Um about Grealish and the fact that he was probably given the armband as a as more of a a gesture, and obviously he he lived up to it um, in many ways. Um, but as a as a tradi- traditional kind of football captain, um, similar to how Dean Smith would have captained his teams in his day, you know he he you know this is this is Tyrone Mings. The on, the only sort of point against that, and I was thinking about this earlier, and maybe I'm overthinking it a little bit, is um, the fact that clearly Ty- Tyrone Mings now will be you know really really integral integral I should say to the um the continued success of the defence and the organisation of the defence um with with John Terry leaving um it feels like Mings's responsibility in that area will increase again um it's always been there obviously but it will it will increase again um and he will have to be the the kind of defensive orchestrator or sort of coach on the field for the for the other guys um and whether having the captain's armband on top of that you know is 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 something um is is a bit much but when i think about it i think actually you know it doesn't it doesn't really matter i just think it, i just think he rises to every, every challenge doesn't he and um i do think that uh, it, it will be ming's or or maybe you know he'll be club captain, and and, and other players will get a get a, a chance to captain the team on a on a rotating basis, maybe. And and guys like McGinn, like you say, um, Konza and, and Ashley Young can step in. Never a goalkeeper for me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not having, on yeah, that's what I was going to say when I was talking about. It. I know that that splits opinion right down the middle because there's only a few goalkeepers that have been able yeah, to pull it off. Um, the fact that Hugo Lloris has been Tottenham's captain while Harry Kane's been there, I I I forget. I always forget. I just assume Harry Kane's the captain of Tottenham, um whether he will be for much longer. But he must be. I mean, there's obviously reasons for it, but not for me. I'm not having uh, goalkeepers as captains, but. <laughs> you know he's, he's 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 there to stop the ball going in and that's that's his job um speaking of balls <laughs> speaking of balls craig yeah probably time for a word
0: <laughs> from our sponsors manscaped um so i just want to start this off by first of all thanking all of our wonderful uh villa lamp podcast listeners for your support the numbers are in and i can confirm that Villa Lamp listeners are manscaping in record numbers by using our promo code LAMP, L-A-M-P for 20% off and free shipping. I hope that you all have been having a wonderful summer of love. I hope that your smooth and well-groomed bodies have helped you in your quest for more attention where it counts. And if you haven't tried it yet and you're listening to my voice right now, what are you waiting for? Now, I've been moaning on today's podcast about Aston Villa loaning Axel Twensebi. And I understand that some of you out there are loaning your razors. Yes, some of you are loaning your razors from your dad. Some of you are borrowing them from your sister. Some of you will hijack your girlfriend's razor for her intimate areas or her legs or her armpits or even your wives. And it's got to stop there's no need just like Aston Villa shouldn't be loaning players anymore you villa lamp podcast listener should not be loaning razors anymore especially when you get 20% off and free shipping with our promo code lamp l a m p at manscaped.com. you can get yourself the ultimate male hygiene bundle get yourself the skin safe skin safe even ceramic blade so you can shave your intimate bits Stop being a thief. Stop stealing and borrowing your family's razors. It's a bit gross. Buy your own and use our promo code, all right? <laughs> Remember, you get 20% off on free shipping with the code LAMP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off on free shipping at manscaped.com using our promo code LAMP. We don't want to loan Twenzebe and we don't want to loan razors. We're Aston Villa and we can buy our own. Thank you.
1: Here, here. Hear. <laughs> Wow! Thank you, Craig. That was uh, phenomenal. And if you if you're not won over by that argument, I don't know, I don't know what 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 will. Um,
0: oh, I forgot to mention snapper slappers.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: shave your snapper slappers, you did,
0: kids. You? <laughs> shave your snapper slappers with Manscaped.com.
2: You,
1: you won't regret you it.
0: <laughs> no, you won't.
1: Your balls will thank you. Anyway, moving on. There is. Clearly some some work to do in the transfer market um, with some possible additions, but mainly probably players looking to move on in order to get some some game time. Uh, Under 23 players, um, Louis Barry and Kane Kessler, um, have moved on loan to Ipswich and Swindon, respectively, in the last few days. Um, But looking at the senior squad members... um, who do you think might be heading for the exit door before the thirty-first, either on loan or, or, or of course, um, permanent permanent deals? elsewhere. I've seen a few people say that they
2: would like to see Jacob Ramsey depart on loan to get major minutes in his development and experience, but I'm not sure that's in the cards for Villa. Um, I do personally think that Connor Horhain may be going to pastures new, but we'll get into that in a little bit. I got a whole little spiel about that. Um, I don't realistically think any other players in a supposed senior team are out the door unless a giant fee comes in that you can't say no to, but I really don't anticipate that. Um, Some some teams are, you know, sniffing around maybe some of our younger players for loan obviously, but I, I don't see any like straight up permanent deals being made for outgoings um from now until the 31st so i don't know i think keenan davis probably would have left on loan but he's picked up another knock i literally have kitchenware that's older than him that is still working after all these years and he just (laughs) seems to be as about as delicate as a flower so i wish keenan all the best in his recovery but i would have loved to see him healthy enough to go out on loan i think he was supposed to go to stoke of you guys might be able to correct me on that i think it was stoke he was linked to but with the in- yeah, I think yeah, so, but with yeah. the injury now, he's he's not going to be able to go. Maybe he gets one in January, depending on how things are going. But um, yeah, I don't know. I really don't see anybody leaving. Craig, you see any, anybody out the door?
0: Well, yeah, I'm surprised that Connor's still here. To be honest, I thought that champion. I thought there'd be a feeding frenzy around, around Connor Harrahan uh, for all the top championship teams pushing for promotion. I know there's obviously some uh, financial challenges, but. Um, you know Connor's thirty or thirty one now at this point, only one year remaining on his contract, so you wouldn't think that Villa would be uh asking the moon for him um but it could be a wage issue, so I'm surprised that Connor's still here um but I think the main fall guy who might be leaving is is Wesley. I think Mark you have spoken um with the most authority um out of all of us here on the villa lamp podcast about Wesley's injury and the um how he might not ever get back to the level he was at before, the recovery, the the, the the seriousness of that injury. And I think reading the tea leaves, it does seem that that Dean Smith and his team were going to give Wesley this preseason to prove himself. And it would seem, and again, I, I use the word seem strongly because we don't know for sure, that a signing of Ings might suggest that um, Wesley has not passed that test, sadly. So I think that Wesley won't be sold I think he's gonna to have to demonstrate his fitness before someone's gonna come in and bid for him so I do hope that Wesley can go out on loan that Davis injury could be the 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 catalyst to facilitate that happening uh, because we know where Davis can stay as backup to Watkins and Ings rather than Wesley and I just hope Wesley can get a run of games because we, we talk about it every week what a horrible challenge what a horrible injury and I hope that Wesley can go get a run of games somewhere not even for Aston Villa's sake at this point just for his sake.
1: Yeah, I totally agree that with that, I think it's 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 absolutely heartbreaking when you look at it. What's what's happened to Wesley and look, we go on about um we talk about Ben Mee, don't we? And the, the, the challenge, but you know, it really has you know ruined his career. Whether he would have made it as a as a as a Premier League striker was was open to question anyway, but it just feels like it's it's worlds away from him now. Um you know and that 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 red card in it i mean who gets sent off in a in a in a pre-season game it's just it it's it just doesn't seem to be working out for him um and look you know we may have to just give him some time and maybe you know going to Pastors new even if it's a you know um some sort of loan you know back to back to brazil somewhere where he knows somewhere he feels at home and comfortable um that might be the answer for him um i i do feel that we kind of we we need to there are some times where we need to 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 act in the best interests of a player um of course you know we we've made a a huge outlay on on wesley twenty two million pounds um which was a a transfer record for us at the time but i think you've just got to try and facilitate some sort of um progress for him otherwise he's just going to stagnate you know if he doesn't start playing games soon he's he's just never going to get back to any kind of sh- fitness or sharpness and um I really want him to 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 have that possibly not now but I mean he's probably he may have missed the boat when it comes to villa we we may have sort of motored on past him really but um yeah I I I want to hear what I want to hear is some news that he's got a really good loan deal which which is going to help him progress somewhere where he's going to be going to be um looked after and uh you know yeah i really hope that happens um mark what were you saying about um about connor
2: oh my thing with connor was just i mean it was it was leading into our next question here basically oh okay about, sorry you know yeah so i mean i mean if you want to go ahead i don't i did not want to jump in front of you
1: <laughs> no carry on carry on
2: well it's just the whole thing of being linked with uh linds checked or check to Corey for around 15 million and um are we still lacking is there anyone particularly like to bring in or do you think we're done for the summer um for for me I think that the Corey link is really exciting and I'd like to see it happen 100% but I do think it's at the expense of Connor Horahan um I have a feeling if Villa do bring in the Corey he's likely the odd man out that's just the way it goes it's it's very sad but you know now isn't he the most senior player at Aston Villa at least consecutively you know other than Ashley Young obviously leaving and coming back um I think Stier, Steer, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I think it is Steer. Connor's yeah. on the list there for sure, and you know, there's a load of clubs that would like to have a free kick specialist like Connor in there, you know, in their in their squad, especially in England. And I'm sure it wouldn't be difficult to offload the experienced player for a, a decent enough fee. I don't think you're going to get anything fantastic for him, but at least maybe get something, um, you know, and that, that comes with the the midfield and talking about Jorge, and people are still forgetting, like Craig said, about Morgan Sanson, and I don't think we've seen any kind of positive minutes from the Frenchman just yet. Uh, I just think that, you know, Jorge Haynes probably most definitely it, it would confuse me if he's actually sticks around past August 31st. I would just wonder, like, where do you see this happening? Or do you maybe think that, you know, you couldn't get James Ward Prowse? So maybe you get like the beta version of James Ward Prowse to stick around because you have all these skillful skillful players now that like dribbles, that like taking men on one on one. Obviously, that'll lead the fouls. But does Connor actually start over John McGinn, Douglas Lees, Marvelous Nakamba? It's a bit of a head scratcher for me. I just think the club has outgrown Connor Horahane, But I've spoken enough about it and read enough about it that I do love him and you know thank him for what he's done at his time at Aston Villa. We, I love him. I love him too. What what a guy Connor Harahan. And
0: um, wherever he goes, he will go with our with our blessing. Um, I think um, universally, almost in, in Villa fans, I, I don't think too many people have got will have anything bad to say about him um as for the um I, you mentioned Ramsey earlier uh Mark I was really interested to see Ramsey in that deep lying kind of playmaker position and he was doing those driving runs from deep against Salonatana and he played he's played that a couple of times for Villa last season where he was a bit deeper um I don't think Ramsey uh um, is a number 10 um you know based upon his performances there last season where he didn't look like scoring a goal didn't look like making a goal but I think there could be something special with Ramsey deeper in the midfield because he's definitely got the talent for sure um and I I agree I don't think he should be loaned out I think he's part of our first team setup but yeah there isn't room for all these players um Purslow has has kind of all but ruled out new attacking um reinforcements but I feel like that could be a little bit of a misdirection because obviously why are you going to say yeah we've got this 100 million we're going to bring in some more attacking reinforcements (laughs) you're not going to do that are you because it's going to jack up the prices so um I you know Perslow maybe being a little bit coy there the James Ward-Prowse is a really interesting one so I tweeted about this the other day um I listened to the Transfer Window podcast and the journalists over on that show were stating that all is not well at Southampton financially and that they are being really badly tested by um some interest payments um on loans that they have because they've made some some bad transfers and may need to may need to sell James Ward-Prowse. So there's certainly no smoke without fire there um and I think he would again improve the Villa first team. Don't ask me who he replaces because if I tell you who I think he replaces everyone's <laughs> going to get very upset with me. Um but I think that James Will Prowse is a steady Eddie kind of Premier League performer, but where he does excel, as Mark alludes to, is set pieces where he is genuinely, genuinely, and statistically one of the best the Premier League has ever seen. I saw an article about it where he is literally better than Beckham in terms of his uh, free kick uh, goal scoring exploits. It's ridiculous what he's able to do. So I think you can't ever turn your nose up on a player without that kind of skill set. And. Um, the Decori rumours uh, have been coming around. They follow the SAR rumours from earlier in this window. And I think that Villa do need a number six who can destroy and progress the ball. And I think we will sign a new number six for four, uh, for sure. And I do think that if we do sign a, a top number six, that also takes Villa to a whole new level.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this num- number six position because we, we talked about it um, a few weeks ago. We kind of did a midfield special, didn't we? And, and talked about... Um, Nakamba and and Louise really um, as being the obviously our options for for a number six and <clears throat> I wouldn't be too hasty um, with bringing in a new number six. I I just feel that that each of those guys they obviously have different skill sets, but I think both of them have got a hell of a lot of improvement to come in them, and uh, particularly Douglas Louise. Now I wonder there has been rumours around. Dougie and going to Roma, I think. I think um, Jose Mourinho is interested in him, um, as he is interested in in El Ghazi by all accounts as well. And he's just signed, he's just signed, or he's looking to sign Tammy Abraham. Uh, we read today for thirty four million. So, so that's you know he's 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 obviously looking at our uh, championship team that ten game run, and he's thinking, <laughs> I want a bit of that, um, but. Oddie didn't want a loan Axel, though, I True, agree, right? Yeah, no, he obviously knew he, he, he was up <laughs> against it with that one. Um but he's got Chris Smalling there, hasn't he? So maybe it's um maybe that's uh that's enough for him. There you go. But um yeah, I th- I th- I think uh I I mean I have to say I know I know very little about this uh Czech t- or, uh, uh decore, I should say. Um he's another one he's like uh Pape who 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 we were linked with earlier in the window who Again, I I I didn't I didn't know anything about, but but a lot of people on Twitter are, are, are very keen on him and um, say that he's 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 certainly one um, who's who's going to be a, a great success. I mean, do you, do you know much about him, Mark, at all, or have you heard much about him?
2: No, I'm, I haven't really heard much about him at all. I just looked at some of the stats and some of the things that he's good at, some of the things he's poor at. But that's not enough for me to make any type of definitive conclusion on the player. But I, from people that you know, I've looked up on Twitter and um, talked about it, their actual Lens supporters, they think that um, he would slot in nicely the Premier League for his physicality. So, you know, if he's a little bit more physical, we could add that to the midfield. And it's not to say that Douglas Luiz can't be that player. It's not to say that Marlis Nakamba. I just think that he's a little he's he's not that kind of physically grueling player as far as, you know, getting pressured or anything like that. He's, you know, very smart, very quick, reads the game well. Um, So, yeah, I I would be excited to see someone come in who the coaching staff want to come in. I mean, got to remember at one point in time, the goal of Conte wasn't a worldwide entity you know mm. and with yeah. McKen- with McKenzie yeah. you know you just and Langer you just never know so why would I, I they've given me no reason to distrust them as of now
0: and the other thing is this lad is is 21 by the way so just because he's coming in doesn't mean he's necessarily coming in to start you know the idea is i think as you get more established you can bring players in You know, unlike when we first came into the Premier League, where everyone had to come in and everyone had to play because we had no players, so there was no betting in uh, uh, process for anyone. It was like, here you go, welcome to the Premier League, now go and try and keep us up, thank you. And it was really, really hard, whereas now we can bring in a 21-year-old hypothetically like Decore or a youngster like Saar, uh, the two that we've been most uh, closely linked with in terms of that number six role, and we can give them a year or two to bed in, play them here, play them there, play them in the cup, they don't. We're not going to depend on them straight away to be starters for Aston Villa, which is exactly where you want to be. And if you have players with the upside, like a Decore might have, or like a Saar might have, involved in your in your project, for want of a better word. Although I'm getting a little bit annoyed with the pro- word project after last week. <laughs> um, you can no prizes for guessing why. Um, so we can um, we can we can definitely start to build from a position of strength. You know, which kind of also ties into my. my twins everything because i feel like we could also have had a center back who would be coming in as a villa player wouldn't need to be starting right away could bed into the country bed into the team play some cup games and then maybe be an asset moving forward but anyway i've I've beaten that to death so i'm excited about the decore links i trust mckenzie i trust langer and remember kids these players do not necessarily need to be starters right now they can bed in and and build and grow Aston Villa Football Club.
1: I think that's absolutely correct, and you know, I think Mark what you said as well about Mackenzie and 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 the, the, some of the players he's he's unearthed um, over the years. I mean, this guy knows what he's doing. He knows what he's looking for, and him and him and Langer will have their finger on the pulse. And um, and this this feeds into the whole thing, doesn't it? About you know the the, the state of the club that you know that, that we have now it's just it's just worlds away from from where we were um only a few years ago when we you know when we were kind of you know throwing 12 million at Fulham for for Ross McCormack and 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 deals like that you know it's Ugh. we we are you know <laughs> we we we're, we're way past it and, and 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 we're moving forward and we've got good people at the club who are who are so far you know pretty much on point with with everything they've done there's been one or two little errors but there's always going to be because essentially you're dealing with human beings and it, it's not a, an exact science but um you know I, I'm 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 all for um you know this kind of thing but but we also do there is there is an imperative having sold um <laughs> Mr Bumfluff um <laughs> I shouldn't call him that really. <laughs> um having sold him you know we do need to hit the ground running, you know. They they need supporters on side, and they need to start with a with a, with a couple of wins and some good performances, and and just to get just to get everyone sort of used to the idea that there's 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 life after Grealish and that we can we we can move forward. And um the the excitement's there, you know. The fans are really really up for the season. I thought there'd be a a real slump in the mood um after last week, but I haven't noticed that at all. I think people are people are really excited and really looking forward to the the season and, and being back at villa park and and so on so um but they do need to 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 kind of push and get some momentum going into the season and and um prove that there is kind of there is life after after jack I think what do you reckon i mean I
0: I, the, the, the,
2: go, go. Oh, sorry. No, you, you go ahead, Mark. I, I, I think that's exactly how it's going to have to play out. I, I, Craig said it earlier. You know, he had that whole whole thing about, like, it's exciting. Like, everything exciting. So, every you know, we get linked with this um, 15 million pound central defensive mid. And like Craig said, we're, we came from a place not very long ago where whoever we had to sign, whoever Villa was signing or looking at, they had to come in and do a job. It's a good thing now that we're on the other side of that. But I think that that kind of triggered a little bit of traumatic – moments and thought process for a lot of Aston Villa fans because now they get like overly excited about maybe a player that we just want to see where they're at Now I remember like Craig said he's in the right age the right talent level the the right price tag so far I mean he is he is also linked with I believe Arsenal and I think there was a team maybe Napoli that was they were in for him as well but you just you just never know. And it's exciting. And, we're you know, we're doing the right things. And the, the fan base seems like they're really pushing in a positive direction after Jack's departure. Um, I'm I'm still like, unhappy about it, but I can see it. We're not going to get into the whole Greeler saga right now. But I can I, I can see why he did what he did. I don't have to agree with it. But again, maybe that's a bit of my American coming out. I've seen players do the same thing in similar sports over here um i just i honestly thought that he was going to give us another year and it bums me out that he didn't because i think it would have been magical but it is what it is and villa's moving in the right direction i'm, I'm nothing but excited about what's going on right now
0: yeah I, I i i well i i'm thinking that um i'm thinking that it is really exciting right now i think that we need to be cautious because there is a real feel-good moment uh, or a real a real feel-good mood to your point andy um but i have I'm slightly concerned about the Watford game and the Newcastle game because I think they are potential banana skins. And the reason that they're banana skins is because I look at Villa's preseason and I think it's been an absolute chaos. It's been absolutely messy as, you know, well, there's lots of messy rumors. It's not been messy like that, unfortunately, but it's been it's been awful. I think it's been an awful preseason. Some of that is not Villa's fault. You know, we've, if you look at the, the upheaval, we've lost our captain, uh, we've lost our uh, uh, John Terry. We've had two friendlies cancelled with Nottingham Forest and Sevilla pulling out due to um, COVID issues. We've had uh, late arrivals back with the likes of uh, Mings and Martinez, Troyore, all of those guys um, 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 not coming back until really, really late. There's been injuries uh, to Buendia. Watkins has picked up a knocker. We don't know if he's going to be fit as well. So it's been really kind of a stop-starty kind of preseason. So... I'm not expecting Villa to turn up at Watford on 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 um, Saturday, and be the finished article because I, I just think the preparation's been been poor and. Not all of that is is Aston Villa's fault. Some of it's just uh, victims of circumstance. So I do hope that we can keep the momentum. I do hope that even if we don't have a positive result against Watford, who will be in front of their home fans for the first time in however long, returning to the Premier League, they'll have their tail between their legs. Troy Deeney, we know, loves a goal against the Villa. So I hope if that result doesn't go our way, um, that we don't um, throw the baby out with the bathwater, that we, we, we have patience and understand that we still have... Um, some real um some real exciting times moving forward but i think that i think that we um i think that the fans are hopefully going to be patient with this now because it is going to be a different thing because there's going to be a big big change on on saturday when we line up for the first premier league game since i don't know when t- 2015 2016 without you know who. Yeah. just the, just the, the, Sorry, Andy, I was just going to say,
2: just to your point about Watford, they haven't had it any easier this preseason either. Uh, they went nil-nil with West Brom on the 24th of July. Three days later, 1-1 draw against Stevenage. And then their next three preseason games got canceled uh, against Barnsley, Nantes, and Udinese. And the last game they played would be a week until the Watford game we played this weekend, and they lost 3-1 to Crystal Palace. So they haven't had it easy either. But I'm I'm hoping that, that the cream rises you know what I mean? Just, we definitely have a better team than Watford. Even though they've made some, they've made some decent signings. Some experienced heads are coming in a little bit, but I think that they they've had it just as rocky as we did. But I I, I can see your your little bit of uh, nervousness with this and Newcastle being the banana peel, Craig.
1: So so with the the Watford game in mind, I mean, you know, look looking looking ahead to it, how how do you see us kind of lining up? Um, do you, do you think there'll be any surprises in that lineup? Do you think we'll go with a different system? Obviously we're not sure who's available. We know Leon Bailey's um not available, I believe he's still quarantining. Um we're not sure about uh, about Ollie Watkins, whether he's 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 fit and ready. Um how do you see us how'd you see us lining up and you know what what's the formation?
0: Well, whew, this is it. We we don't know. I mean, another weird thing that's happened this preseason is there hasn't really been any press conferences. There's been interviews on Villa TV, but um, the manager and the players haven't really been asked any questions by the press. So I think that is going to be um, tricky. I think that... There could be a big surprise in the team, but it's not a surprise to me. I think that uh, that Jaden Philogean Bades could be in for his first Premier League start against Watford. Um, I think he's been one of Villa's standout players in pre-season, and not not just standout young player, by the way. He's been one of our best players, full stop. I think he 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 might well be in for a start. Um, I think that we're going to go four two three one, and I think that we're going to see Martinez. Cash, Konza, Mink's target. Nakamura and McGinn as the are two sitters. Bidace on the right, Buendia at 10, Watkins on the left, if fit. And then obviously Danny Ying's up front. And to Mark's point, I think that is going to be good enough for us to beat um, the, uh, the, the Watford team. Um, I just don't think it's a foregone conclusion. But yes, Aston absolutely can beat Watford on, on Saturday. And we probably should beat Watford on Saturday um with that with that team. Even saying it out saying
2: saying it out loud there, that's an exciting side. That is Yeah, it's very exciting. It, it's it's definitely almost exactly the same as mine. Um I don't know if Watkins will play off the left. I'm not sure if he actually will or not. Um I think I, I would like him to. Like I I would like him to actually Go out there and show that he can do it so we can kind of put a little bit of the bed to debate about, you know, can he play out wide, can he not? I think he has the pace. I think he performs very well under Chaos. And also he had five assists last season. So I, I think you, you could put it out there. But as far as the the actual nuts and bolts, tactical, nerdy talk that you know everybody knows Marky, you know, lives and breathes. I love the four four two in the press. I like the four, two, three, one in transition again into the final third. Um, I don't know who the ten's gonna be. That's kind of another thing if you if you play it that way. But Andy brought up a really good point. If if you start to get Ings and Watkins playing together, either as a tandem or as Watkins drops a little bit deeper, again, five assists last season, can pick out a pass, works very well when things get a little clustery and, you know, it kind of breaks down a little bit. He seems he uses his head a little bit better than some of the other players that are in forward positions at Villa. I just think it could be a very, very magical, kind of mythical thing for Watkins and Ings to play together. Andy, do you have anything you're looking looking at closely to see how Villa line up?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just kind of assume that... Um... Watkins would, would remain as the as the as the front man, um because of his because of how he how he kind of leads that line and, and how he's shown he can do it. Um and I think it'll be Ings that kind of floats around a little bit more, maybe in the 10, if if we play that system, if we play a 4-3-3 kind of slightly slightly off the left, and then Buendia will play on the right, I I I guess. Um who knows what's going to happen when Bailey comes in, but this is part of being a, being, being a, a a big club. You have to have these options. I think that, you know, we have a lot of hand wringing going on, don't we about, well, where, you know, if we sign so-and-so, where's he going to play? If we sign Todd Cantwell, where's he going to play? Well, that's not, that's not our problem, is it? That's, that's, that's up to Dean Smith, um, and the players to, to, to sort out. It's up to players to, to play well enough to get their jersey every week. And, and, um, and and that's that's kind of you know so long as we've got plenty of options um which we haven't had by the way we've we've struggled you know and when we we've talked about changing games and Dean Smith delaying substitutions and things like that it's because the options aren't there he's not comfortable with the options he has um but if you've got Leon Bailey sat on the bench or you've got um Philaging Bidais who I agree has been looked looked excellent this this pre-season you know, these are genuine options, game changing options that, that you can turn to. Um so I think, yeah, I I think I, I would say um I would I would I would have your your beautiful baby boy Anwar Algazi um keeping his place on the left hand side um on, on Saturday. Um and I'd probably go Buendia uh, on the right with with Ings just behind Ollie Watkins. Um, and the rest of the team the same, uh, the same as you guys. Um, so, so what are we predicting then? What's your, what's your predictions uh, for Saturday?
0: Well, after I've said all that and um, I've said uh, about them being a potential banana skin, I've I've convinced myself that we're going to give them a hiding now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm going, I'm going three uh, one Villa with the uh, Deeney to get a consolation goal, um, just because Deeney does that. But I think. Um, I'm loving our attacking talents. I'm loving Danny Ings in particular. I'm really, really excited about him, and we've also got Traore. He hasn't probably not fit enough to start, but you know that he can he can pull a goal out of the hat if he needs to, or, or a moment of magic. Also, he can pull moments of sheer um, uh, frustration out of the hat. So yeah, three-one Aston Villa, three points on the opening day. Uh, jobs are good. Un.
2: I'm going for a little bit different. I think Watford's going to have some problems going forward. I think it's going to be 2-0 to Villa. I think Will Hughes is going to give a penalty, and I think Anwar Al-Golzi will be the first goal of the season for Aston Villa from the spot.
1: Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. We like that on this this podcast, a bit of uh, El Ghazi love. Um, I'm going to say 1-0 Villa. I think uh, I think it will be a, a bit of a cagey one, but I think we'll win, and I think Danny Ings will get the winner. Um and we'll all be delighted and we'll all be heading heading down to Villa Park the week after with a spring in our step. Um but thanks uh, Craig and Mark for, for joining me today. It's been it's been really great to to finally look ahead um with with a little bit of um of of something we can we can predict a, a bit something a bit more tangible. Um can't believe that the season's ahead. Um look if if Everyone's going if anyone's going to Watford, have a great day. Um, enjoy it, behave yourselves. <laughs> and uh we'll be back next week to review the Watford game and look ahead to the first home game of the season. Remember, if you want to um head over to manscaped.com for um all your products, you get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code LAMP. And if you also want to get the best um reading and uh, and content around the villa, um head over to underagaslitlamp.com and follow us on all the all the socials and we'll be uh, we'll be keeping you up to date. But other than that, all the best, enjoy the game on Saturday and up the villa.